Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Strike! Tell me something I don't know, Ump. Well, unlike that nasty curveball, there aren't any surprises when you finance your next car with Carvana. You get real terms personalized for you right in your strike zone. Really? Steeride! How am I supposed to focus when you're telling me about Carvana? Well, Slugger, you got to keep your eye on the ball. Just like you can keep an eye on your customized down and monthly car payment. I can customize those? He's out and on his way to finance his next car with Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Hello and welcome to a very special Foot Weekly podcast. This episode comes live from the Berlin Capture event, where we, thanks to the EA Game Changer Network, got the chance to play the final build of post-demo FIFA Ultimate Team. I rounded up two of FIFA 18's No Men, pro player Lucasinho, and 1.3 million subscriber YouTuber Andy AJ3, plus pod regular Foot Economist. We discussed time finishing, return of free kicks, controlling the keeper, gameplay meta shifts, chemistry nerfs, rivals and weekend league, 50-50 concerns, our player picks and much more. I'm your host Ben and you are listening to the Foot Weekly Podcast on Foothead and all your usual podcast platforms. Actually, before we get into it, you may well have noticed an ad at the start of the podcast. Our main reason for doing this is that Audio Boom will be hosting the podcast, a very convenient upload system, which is going to save us a load of time. They also have a better file host, so we won't crash their site like we did a few times last year. And they've also put us through Spotify, which I know a lot of you were very keen for. I know we can also rely on you all for great feedback. So if you have any on this, then please do get in touch with us, footweekly at mail.com. Make Foot Weekly weekly again. We're going to keep hustling. <laughs> Here's the podcast. I'm joined by the Foot Economist, as always. He gets introduction in nice and early, considering the amount of times I've forgotten to introduce him over the course of FIFA 18. Well, you've obviously been playing, well, we've played each other a lot. Just give us an initial rating for this game. I mean, what does it feel like? What's the improvement on 17 to 18, 18 to 19? Well, I mean, I've noticed a lot of good things so far. Um, I don't feel totally comfortable giving it a rating yet, maybe out of, out of 10, but um, it's fair to say, like, early days, it, it seems promising. A lot of the changes that they made are promising. Some of the changes that I'm going to particularly care about in terms of trading mm-hmm. um, and the UI changes that they made in the market, I, I like so far. Yeah. Um, so, all good signs. Yeah, and we'll cover that stuff more in a trading podcast we've got with some other traders, which... Um, will be out shortly after this one, which you can all enjoy. And in this podcast, we're mainly going to talk about gameplay. We've obviously got that producer interview that's already out. So you can hear straight from EA's mouth, if you like, um, what they've done this year. But what we're going to talk about now um, is kind of our thoughts on it. And, and with us, we've got two people very qualified to talk about um, Foot's gameplay. Uh, first of all, we've got uh, Lucasinho, who's a pro player from Sweden and a uh, former Scandinavian champion. Yeah, former. Yeah. Uh, in FIFA 17, when I was, and I've been competing professionally since FIFA 12, um, in different tournaments, um, yeah, internationally. Great. And uh, we've also got Andy, aka AJ3, who is a uh, YouTuber. And uh, this is your first capture event, isn't it? It is, yeah. Uh, finally a yes man. <laughs> and uh, have, you, have you enjoyed being a yes man so far? <laughs> I'm knackered, mate, but it's good. It is tiring, isn't it? I think. 13 I, videos, yeah. all live <laughs> comms so far. 
Wow. In two and a half days, so I'm absolutely knackered. Yeah, machine. Well, thanks very much for mustering up the strength to, to do right. the I've just got to sit down and chat. It's actually quite quiet in here. So yeah, it's yeah. It's very loud out there. There's a lot of um, crazy sh- Spanish. Men. Yeah, it's the, it's the <laughs> South Americans and the Spanish just go wild. Which is crazy considering it's not even their account. Like, <laughs> literally tonight, they're not seeing that player again. Right next to me. What are you talking about? It's, ex- it's exciting when you capture and you get Casemiro. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, especially if you're Brazilian. But yeah, so I think we'll start off by just um, the big kind of talk of capture event is time finishing, really. That's probably the key thing that people are mentioning. Um, Andy, how have you got on with time finishing so far? Not very well, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm not very good at FIFA. Um, Now, I feel like when the game first comes out, I'm going to be absolutely sick because no one else knows how to play the game, Mm, whereas I've been (laughs) smashing it for the past three days. (laughs) But then give people a few weeks to suss it out, and I'll be back to regular old gold one trying to scrape Elite 3. But I really like it. I think it's a good addition. I know there's a lot of animosity towards it with people. It's not familiar, I think, is the issue. It's different, and people aren't going to necessarily like it straight away. But if you actually think about it and what it's for, I really like it. I think maybe they need to tweak it a little bit, because the idea of it is if you time your shot and you do the time shooting and you get it green, your shot is more likely to go and you get a better shot, mm. which is obviously makes sense. That's good. That has a skill element to shooting. I think the issue with it at the moment is that you don't necessarily have to do it, and it's still quite effective to just shoot without time shooting. So it's the risk-reward of... Is going for the time shot and actually hitting the green enough of a reward to risk hitting the red and having the worst mm. shot in the world? Or is if when you don't just do it, if you just do nothing and just shoot normally, you get a decent shot anyway? Yeah. So I feel like they need to tweak a little bit, maybe make time shooting a little bit more effective or maybe make non-timed shooting mm. less effective so you, there is actually the reward to go. So like you could say a time shot done well is like 100% like a really good shot. You've got a 99 shooting. Mm. Whereas if you just shoot you're rocking at about 75% chance of going in. Mm. At the moment, it's probably better to just go for the 75% every single time rather than try to hit the 100 but risk hitting 25. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah okay. So if you hit it in the red, it's, you literally may as well have yeah, not shot. Yeah, and the difficult thing about that is that is double tap finish, which exactly. everyone was doing it's all of last muscle memory, yeah, so exactly, like yeah. Wired so in, yeah. <laughs> if you hit like, there's like four tiers of shooting, isn't there? So there's like a red time finish where you've done it absolutely terribly. There's a yellow time finish where you kind of almost got it. There's a didn't do timed finishing is t- is like the second best one, and then green is you've absolutely smashed it. You've hit the time yeah, finish yeah. on them. It's kind of better to just go from tier two every single time and not do time finish mm. than it is to try and get tier one but risk hitting tier three or four. Yeah. So I feel like they need to tweak it a little bit and maybe make non-timed finishing a little bit worse to right encourage now, people to go for it. Um, I think it's good because it takes time to learn it. So there's more of a skill gap from a pro yeah. point of view. So I think it's good that none of us have mastered it yet, that it takes time to learn it. But do you think and there is enough of a benefit to, to do it? I don't, I don't know yet, because I'm not You're good not enough, enough at okay, it. Yeah. So like, I think it's too early to say. Mm-hmm. Like, But I'm not sure. that My problem with the shooting is that it's pretty random if they hit it with their wrist or with the side of the foot. Like, For me, so. that seems to be if you hit a time shot, you get the power. If you don't hit a time shot, you get a instep. So that's something that I'd encourage people to go for. But even when I'm doing a time shot, like it hits the side of the foot oh, really? from long range, yeah. Oh, well, that did happen a few times. I don't know whether it was like some animation. No, it was random. Like it's not supposed to be like that, they told me. Oh, okay. So yeah. what, they're going to look to change that yeah. for the release? Okay. Okay. I hadn't noticed that. That's yeah, the way The way I sort of heard the, the developers sort of talk about it was, in the language that he used, was that you, you're really only supposed to use a time shot in a situation where you need the shot to be above average, like, you know, sort of exceptional, like a long shot, for example. And he sort of reasoned that, or the way he described it was that maybe if you're in the box, it's probably not worth doing the time shot because, you know, the, the, as you said, Andy, the, the risk-reward is just too much. Mm-hmm. You'll just score anyway with a normal shot. And then if you screw up the time shot and hit it in the red, you just P-rolling into the keeper's arm, so you may as well just try and finesse it around the goalie. Yeah, I think, like, that's a good point. Like, when you're, like, what the producer was saying to us in the interview, many of you would have heard, is that, it is about the selection and when you do it. Like if you're through on goal, keeper to be, you're probably just going to go for a standard finesse around the keeper because your percentage of chance of scoring is quite high. But if you're on the edge of the box, there's players in the way, then it's probably not going to work. And I think players look, seem slightly better at blocking like finesse shots this year. I've found them harder to score from like the edge of the box and stuff. I don't know any of you have found that as well. So I think time finishing from anywhere beyond the kind of top area of the 
box certainly feels like worth doing now. But then, as you say, Lucas, maybe as people get better at it, it'll be worth doing closer because it's really good when you're running full pelt through on yeah, goal yeah, and yeah. you want to cut. So say you're say you're in the center of the goal and you're running towards the right corner flag. Yeah. You've got a right foot to play, so you want to cut it back with a low driven towards the left and like angle it across the keeper into the far post. It's really good if you can get that in the green. It like basically touches the post every time. Not every time, but it makes it a yeah. really, really good shot and it's more likely to go in. Whereas if you're running full pelt with Rashford, someone like that, mm. and you try and hit it with the right foot across the keeper, if you don't, if you just do a normal shot, it might go in, but it might go straight at the keeper. Whereas if you time it and get it 100%, I found that it's actually quite useful for doing it then. And it can, people love doing low driven shots and they have fixed it where it's not the only way to shoot now. Yeah, yeah. But that does actually add quite a bit of effectiveness to it. I think it is, like you were saying about, when you do a driven uh, time shot, it should be a driven shot, and it makes it, it gives it that extra bit of oomph to drive it into the far bottom corner. So I quite like it there as well. Yeah, and people have discussed kind of low driven shots, low driven finesses. Lucas, have you managed to like do a low driven finesse? Because there's some debate over whether they still exist at all. <laughs> um, I've not really felt like trying it. I feel like the low drivens are not nearly as good as they were last year. Mm. Um, and I haven't really found a position where I feel like I want to do a low driven shot at all. Right. I just go for the time finish. I'm just trying out the game, so like I'm just trying out different mm. shots from different places. Um, but no, I haven't tried that at all. It's weird it, when you do a finesse shot that's like t- well timed. It isn't like a driven finesse shot. But then, if what people are wanting is like a side-footed kind of powered shot, if you like, what the producers were saying, I don't think that's in the recording. Actually, uh, it was like off mic. Is that if you do a time finesse shot close to the goal, then often it will be a finesse low driven naturally. So it's like yeah, so it's like con- kind of contextual where. It pulls off, and I think that's an important thing to remember with all the like double tapping stuff. It feels like the shot is very contextual and does change quite a bit depending on where you are. Which maybe the other like last year, the shot selection was just based on your input. That sounds like it's making it less user controlled, if you know what I mean. But I don't think it is. I think it's part of the sort of animation change as much as anything. Right. right let's just do a quick uh, kind of how comfortable are you with kind of time finishing being in the game like are you positive about it do you want it to stay Andy yeah I really like it stops yeah. Atani scoring long shots by just pressing B <laughs> <laughs> amazing uh, for economists uh, what are your thoughts on it I really like it I'm still really bad at it though and I yeah. think it's going to take a while for me to figure it out okay. have you got the bar on did you know you can put just the trainer icon for just time finishing on I, I, I do have that on and I'm, I'm still really okay. bad at it <laughs> at, at first I turned the trainer off because it was really pissing me off uh, having all of the press A Make sure you sprint, all of that crap. Yeah, yeah. But you, apparently, you can for people who are listening. Yeah, you, yeah. I you it's that, not yeah. just all the trainer or none of the trainer. You, if you go into the settings, you can actually. If you press pause, there's a thing that says trainer. You can have it just have the bar across the top for yeah. practicing your. But time I don't finishing. think that's possible online, is it? Yeah, it is. I've been playing yeah, against people yeah. with that. We did it in Rivals, actually. Yeah. I don't I know in the book so, yeah. champions, but definitely in Rivals. No, last year. You know, like last year, I played foot draft with like the. So okay. So. Like, yeah, that's the only thing. It won't be in foot chance, but I guess but hopefully by if you're getting the game on launch, I guess it might be enough time to kind of get used to it a bit. And also the what they're saying about the sort of timing is it is about when the you know it leaves the player's foot. So although the trainer is useful, some people were saying like they found it more useful not having the trainer, so they could kind of spot the animation moment. But I guess rather if you, than just looking at the green bar, yeah, yeah. But then if you're matching the two up, like it, as you look at it, then that's even better, I guess, because then you kind of know. I think that that is definitely the biggest change, and that's what um, the producers kind of highlighted. Lucas, are you also in agreement that you want to stay? Um, yeah, I like the shooting. What I'm a bit afraid of is like when the pro players start to like get hold of the shooting, maybe in like three to four months, what they can abuse by it because it's still too early to find like an abusive like the new low driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that sense, because like last year, I don't remember people doing low drivens all the time. Like, mm. and people will find certain ways to exploit the game. So, but this far, I like it. But it may have ha, may have to be patched in the future. Cool. And another kind of shooting aspect, I suppose, was uh, free kicks have changed quite a bit, actually. Jamie, you scored one against me in a game we played. I scored a few in the beta, actually, as well. Kind of feels like, uh, it sounds silly saying this, but like they're back <laughs> as a thing. Because last year, like, I don't know, did, did you score a free kick last year? Andy? I mean, if you shot my free kick last year, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That makes me an idiot, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Lucas, uh, what do you think about the change there? Um, I didn't score a single free kick last year. 
I, I put him in the top I thought, corner. I thought you quit like January though. Didn't you? Yeah, but like I still tried. <laughs> and then eventually I was like, even, no, even I'm just January sure. coming back just to take free yeah, kicks. Yeah, but like I was scoring at least like one out of five free kicks on FIFA 17. And yeah, I didn't yeah, score yeah. a single one in 18. Um, so I like changing. I scored one of them ones that I haven't scored for years where you've got a player with loads of shot power and you smash it at the side that the keeper's on. So I yeah. scored one of them with Frank Lampard. It was sick. Like, yeah. like a rocket into the bottom corner. It was well good. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think it's a big positive change to free kicks and also short free kicks just feel much less effective. Like I tried it against you, Jamie, in that yeah. probably even the same game and the players come out better to, to block the long yeah. shot. Um, obviously, with the time finish aspect, it's kind of trickier to, to like at this stage do that anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only thing to counter the effectiveness of free kicks, of course, is um, a very big feature, which is uh, that you can control the goalkeeper. So if you press in on the right stick, you can move the keeper up and down on the line. Um, you can also do that on corners, free kicks, etc., which is actually really quite good for stopping near post OP headers which have been pretty difficult to deal with but the the interesting thing about that is you can't make saves if you like you can just position the keeper in a place where he's going to make the save automatically they actually introduced control the keeper as a feature a few years ago I don't know if you remember and it had to be removed because it was kind of weirdly effective you could make saves with the keeper and it was really easy to stop shots but I think the idea is that now in one-on-one situations, this could be quite useful. If someone's like always going to go across the keeper or whatever, I think like this year with like low drivens, etc., this could have been quite helpful. Yeah. Has anyone used it or tried it so far? The R three moving the keeper was in the game last year, um, but you could move your goalkeeper towards the far post. It was not very commonly known, but you could. Mm-hmm. It didn't make that much of a difference if your opponent shot like a perfectly timed uh, yeah. low driven. But it was still something with the in with the one on ones. But this year, I think, especially in the pro scene, there will be a lot of mind games when there are one like one on ones, yeah, with the keeper uh, because you can go that way or go that way. I think that is such an interesting element to the game. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be really interesting to see that because also I think getting more control over the keeper, especially in the pro scene, is quite feels an important part because just essentially having like one player which you just don't have any control over feels like yeah. weird. Um, so I think that's going to be quite a big positive. I don't know. I, like I do wonder whether it might be with the time finishing thing and the control of the keeper, whether certainly in the first month or so. It can be really quite difficult to finish um, if people are controlling the keeper well, if people are struggling to, to time finish. It could be quite tricky. Yeah, I think there might be some people that are, at least initially, are going to get upset with the two mechanics and how, uh, I think, like, <laughs> like long-term, uh, and, and I guess short-term too, like the, the skill gap, if you will, is going to, I think, increase and maybe the sort of casual players are going to get clobbered um, by some of the players that actually know how to use it. And, and me, even players that, like, you know, pick it up during Christmas or something like that are going to get clobbered at first. And although I will say uh, this is sort of a, a sort of tangent, but I think the control keepers as well is going to be really helpful in corner kicks uh, to sort of cover like you know if there's some sort of meta like last year like the near post that still works. Does it really? You and can't that, even... The producers said the way to counter is to just move your goalkeeper to the front post. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so with the with the you can move your goalkeeper to go basically go counter that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that's something that's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm quite positive about the uh, kind of goalkeeper movement. I like how they've um, introduced counters to stuff. Mm. Yeah, I think that is key, isn't it? Yeah. Just kind of like that's to the skill gap. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Rather than just being yeah. one way to do something, you can counter that thing and do something a different way instead, and have to like rather than just me always trying to score a low driven shot and play a 1-2 and you always trying to contain and stop it there's different ways to do different things now and one thing effect- if you're always containing there'll be something that's effective against that and if you're always moving your yeah. keeper to the front I'll go to the back but if I go to the front and you go to the back and yeah, yeah, there's yeah, actual there's a bit of tactics to it rather than just doing the same thing over and over and yeah, over yeah. and over so and over layers of skills and honestly it varies gameplay I mean yeah, that exactly. which, is, which is good for you know people that are doing streams and being competitive like that makes watching people that are playing competitive I guess more entertaining yes yeah, yeah, so it's, it's very reductionist to say this but all being a prof- all being a pro FIFA player was last year was being incredibly consistent at doing the thing that worked mm. and being able to not get tired playing 40 games a weekend league and not get phased when you go to an event and still do the exact same thing every single time because that's the thing that works. Yeah. And it's really boring to watch and it's really boring to play if you try and emulate it yourself. Yeah. Whereas now there's some actual variety to the different things that you can do instead of pass, 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 contain, contain, contain. There's different things and there's different ways to score and you can actually score a free kick instead of press L2, press R1, 
run the R1 man, run the shooting man, pass to that man, cross it to the other guy who ran, try and, it, do you know what I mean? You just do the same thing over and over again, but there's actually different mm-hmm. things you can do this year. So that's obviously, you don't, not just, that's not what you do to become a pro. Like, you actually have to be oh, good yeah. at doing it as well. But reducing it down to what it is, <laughs> it is essentially just being consistent. And that's when they were talking about time shooting as well. I was talking to Mike, Mike LaBelle, and he was talking about pros go for the percentages and they're always going to go for tier two because that's the percentage and it's the same thing it's just about playing the percentages and doing the same mm. thing over and over again because that was the percentage thing whereas if there's different things you can do this year mm. and make it more fun to play and it'll make it more fun to watch as well it's just interesting i suppose if with the time finishing one of the big complaints has always been like long shots being kind of completely random you, you mentioned this with the tiny kind of smashing in long shots just pressing one button and it's in but i guess it feels like in this build you literally can't score long shots without time finishing. So that I scored least... one, but it was Frank Lampard. <laughs> and all it, it, that was one out of about like, twelve. Yeah, yeah. Whereas last year, press B of Lampard goal. Well, Lampard doesn't need, but you know what I mean. Hullet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Goal, 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 yeah, yeah. goal. Whereas now, if you don't get a perfect time, it's probably not going to go in. Yeah, like there's it. a lot more variety in the animations as well. Like you need to be in a perfect position. Like last year, you knew like when the ball is in this position, this position, and you have this player, you'll always yeah. score if you shoot in the far corner. Mm. But this year, like it's so much more difficult. Like getting your player balanced and like getting shooting with your like the correct foot. Yeah, with the correct foot, and like it it gets easier blocking the shot as well because you know what kind of position that the player is, like the defend that the attacker is looking for. To score, um, so uh, as to the skill gap as well, and like adds to the more playing styles of different sorts. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it and like mastering the time shooting. I have to say, like, I think having come to, I know Lucas, you were here last year at the capture event, yeah. um, and I know Andy, you weren't, and Lucas, you didn't enjoy by your own admission last year's game. You stopped playing um, when you came to that capture event. Would you say you saw signs of? Like a game which you would end up not enjoying at all, and do you feel like that's different this time around? I was playing it first in Vancouver in early July last year, and it was completely broken. It was when you put the uh, through ball pass, the defender couldn't like sprint, <laughs> and right. it was so broken uh, in every sense. So like I was comparing it to that game basically, so it was a lot better, but mm-hmm. still, mm, I thought that the defenders were way too slow, and it was just the AI. With, like the passes were being locked to the mm-hmm. players, and which was essentially the biggest problem in last year's version. But I was positive. But like through experience now, like I'm, I'm, be- I'm becoming more skeptic in the beginning, like and just taking it easy and try to like predict in the longer sense of mm-hmm. how it's gonna affect the game, basically. But I'm positive. There are some elements for sure. Definitely, um, the icons this year are. They're so much better than all of the other players, especially now. Like when you can't really control the players in the way that you want, um, you haven't really mastered everything yet. Mm-hmm. So you need that AI thing for you, I guess. Right. So like it might get easier when you when you improve. Hmm. What but, do you think about like defending? Because you mentioned about sort of AI assistance. That was a big complaint last year. Would you say that that's still a, an issue? Like, we're, I mean, AI defending was really bad in 17, right? It was really easy to defend, yeah. kind of using AI. Uh, last year was maybe similar, but... It that was, was impossible you, to defend. Every game ended 6-4. Six, six, like. I thought that was at the very start that was the case, and then they patched it. And then did you no, t- did the producers touch on that and when you spoke to them? Because they spoke, I sp- we spoke to them off-camera. And they mentioned about it. Did, have you yeah, yeah. They did say that they done stuff to like, defending. But. At the pro scene in FIFA 17, every game ended like 2 1, 3 2, like sensible scores, right? And last year it was like 6 5 in every game, right? It was impossible defending, and there were certain situations I just couldn't defend. Hmm. Um, so, what I heard from the producers that they say they've worked on is like, and apparently it was what they described as being kind of a significant thing to change, is how players slow down and, and that players certainly centre-backs who traditionally are quite cumbersome now can move and slow down in a more sort of effective way to stop a player so it should essentially make defending easier in some ways but you're still having to control the players so you've got to do the action but yeah yeah they've added like there's a lot more AI aggression uh, towards the ball I would mm-hmm. say like after doing a tackle like he's way more aggressive on the ball yeah, yeah. so that's uh, like the 50-50 aspect yeah so it was a lot easier winning procession uh, when you're tackling which I think is great 
I thought like last year the problem was the agility of the defenders. Like it was so hard like moving. Um, but this year like they've improved it. You're still not as agile as I would want them to be. Um, and I would say like skill moves are a huge part of this year's version. Yeah, we should actually talk about dribbling because it is kind of notable how important it feels like dribbling is going to be. Last year, well, I didn't actually, like you say, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the gameplay because I enjoy dribbling, enjoy taking players on in wide areas. Um, I think it's really fun um, and players I like are wide players, but last year it was kind of boring for that. Like It was so, everyone was playing so narrow and we didn't feel like when you were playing wide that you were actually getting anywhere basically. But this year it really feels like dribbling is effective and um, the other thing that I found quite effective is like, over the top through balls to the wide areas, you know, you could switch it across and just get your winger kind of down, yeah. kind of going down the side. I think it's worth touching on what they said, the producers said, yeah. going from 17 to 18. The big thing that they went for was attacking intelligence, mm. but they didn't do the defensive intelligence to go along with it. Yeah. And it wasn't on the same level as the attacking intelligence. So players just fell all over the place and your centre-backs are totally out of position all the time. And that's the... It was hard to defend. And I did quite like it, I'm not going to lie, but it was... There was it was a point where you felt futile defending, and this was talking about the very very early FIFA 18 day one version, and they mentioned it to us off camera that it was just totally broken, like there was just it didn't work, which is why they put that. It wasn't a day one patch because day one patches before the game actually comes out, and if you've got early access, then it gets the patch and it fixes bugs and stuff. But it was the first gameplay patch, yeah, just before first weekend. Yeah, and everyone went mental, and we had this really nice kind of felt like FIFA 19 game where it was slow and the passing and all of that sort of stuff and it went back to the contained job of FIFA 17 mm. and apparently that was because the defensive AI was just totally broken so they made the AI interceptions and the just contained and then that took away what you really liked because you couldn't take players on because they'd added this contained mechanic into the game or whatever it was or mm. defenders always intercept and always tackle by themselves because you sort of went from one extreme where they're absolute morons to the gods and you can't take them on and you can't run down the line but you actually can yeah, this year yeah. on FIFA because they don't need to be gods at intercepting and contained because they actually put themselves in the right position so there seems to be a nicer balance between the two of them and then a through ball now can go into the space yeah. instead of directly towards the goal because the defender will be okay positioned to then track back and get in between the goal whereas last year if you could ping a through ball into space, the defenders are idiots. They were just standing there and would have just watched it. Whereas this year, they'll actually move and yeah. adapt to the play. Yeah. So, so you can... Seconds actually turn yeah, exactly. So there's different things that you could... So it seemed like, to counter that, there was a, th- a through ball always went towards the goal and always either got nodded away by the defender that was stood there or went through to the goalkeeper. Whereas this year, you can actually play through balls wide and it goes into the... A through ball's meant to go into the space, but in every other FIFA, a through ball's gone towards the goal, mm. no matter where the space is. Whereas now it actually goes into the space and it's really really yeah, refreshing yeah. I think it's that's a really good, good point it's like what they've kind of done is yeah they've improved attacking but to improve attacking dribbling etc they've like improved defending which has allowed them to do that so a good analogy for it might be whenever you represent attacking and defending you always have like a sword and a shield and on FIFA 17 on FIFA 18 sorry mm. it started off with a wooden shield and a metal sword and you could just hack it to bits but they could, so what they did instead was they couldn't quite make the shield work properly, so they brought yeah. the sword down. Yeah, yeah. So it was two, wo- it was like wooden two wooden sword. ones yeah, yeah, yeah. bashing against each other, and it was always the one thing that you had to do. Whereas this year, because this shield is now actually made of metal, you can go back to the metal sword and actually attack properly, and yeah. you can. It's a little bit yeah, more yeah. exciting, like someone might actually die in the <laughs> fight, night's fighting instead of just bashing, first. <laughs> instead of just bashing them on the legs of a wooden sword. Does yeah, that make yeah. sense? No, that's a, that's, that's a, a great, great point. Great yeah. point. In, in order to it improve the attack yeah. you first had to bring the defence up to the same level as it otherwise it, you would have just been able to run riot yeah I totally agree I think it's kind of like the game's advanced all over the field like everything's improved which I think like coming to the capture event last year I could kind of see like that we were going to have a game where potentially things would need patching the balance didn't feel right but actually the balance this game is, is pretty pretty good like we had games at the capture event which were like what six all or like you know, eight seven and stuff like that last year. That doesn't really happen this year. Um, as people are getting to know the game better, we're finding like defense, our defensive is improving and the scores are going you know going down as well. But they didn't start that up crazy like they did last year. Um, so I think I think ultimately we've got. I don't want to say it because it, it puts pressure on everything and it and uh, it sounds too kind of uh, you know simplified. But I do feel that this is a much better game than FIFA 18. And I don't know, maybe I'm being. This is going to sound bad and it's not meant in a bad way and it's probably 
being dismissive of all the work the producers have done and stuff like this I don't want to say it's FIFA 18.5 because it is its own game mm-hmm. it feels like all the stuff so when you go from FIFA 15 to FIFA 16 I think that was when they did it and they introduced the new engine mm-hmm. it was a completely different game like yeah. you could tell that the engine had changed and everything was so much different and you had the impact engine it was like it was worlds apart it was like going from a PS3 to a PS4 it was like going from a PS1 to a PS3 something like that mm-hmm. This one doesn't feel like such a massive, huge change. Yeah. It just feels like what FIFA 18 should have been mm. in your head, and all of the stupid little stuff's fixed. When you're your goalkeeper and you want to press A to just play a pass short, he just runs up and kicks the ball. He doesn't stand there for five seconds to let the defender run in front of him, <laughs> so he passes the ball to him. It, and like, if you want to throw a throw in, you just throw the throw in. There's just so many little things. When you want to throw the ball out with your goalkeeper to the nearest guy, he doesn't do a stupid over arm floppy little throw that someone runs and it takes he runs up and he throws it with a bit of pace underarm to the it, I don't want to call it FIFA 18.5 because that's really dismissive of how much the game has improved and what they've yeah. done but it does feel like it's the stuff that FIFA 18 should have been all of the stupid little things yeah. just we're probably going to discover new stupid little things as we grind out the game and everybody plays it and people will get pissed off again yeah. and then FIFA 20 will be FIFA 19.5 <laughs> but comparing it solely to FIFA 18 it's just so much better like all of the stupid stuff that used to piss you off in FIFA 18 just doesn't seem to be there it's so so much better so it is FIFA 19 and it is a new game but it's like what FIFA 18 should have been I think you have to appreciate as well like the the game engine that they do build on the game engine each year and they didn't quite get it right last year and I think I don't think it was as bad a game as people thought but they didn't get it right last year but also you've got to bear in mind that yes they've hatched the game but what they were doing while they had to go off and patch it was work on this year's game. Yeah, so, so it got to the point where they just stopped. Yeah, yeah, like, they just I asked stopped them a question. It, yeah. There was that really funny one, and I even tweeted about this yesterday, and all the pro- some of the pros were replying to me, telling me I was talking rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, remember when they patched the ki- patched? I'm doing inverted commas for people because there's no yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> m- cameras here. They patched the kickoff glitch. Yeah, and, and they the glitch did. Glitch probably also be inverted. Yeah, commas, yeah. the. They stopped the one that everyone was doing and they did fix it and you couldn't do it anymore. But all that happened is that people just discovered a new one and just did something else. So then what the pros said was, oh, they reverted the patch and brought the kickoff glitch back. And I remember the developers literally said yesterday, no, we didn't. We weren't even, we stopped working on FIFA 18. There was never, after that game period patch, there wasn't another one. We were building FIFA 19. Yeah, yeah. But everyone was like, they get, they've repatched it. It's changed. And it just hadn't, like, you, all you've done is discovered a new kickoff glitch. And I'm sure there's going to be different, there's things like that this year where we think it's really good and someone will discover a little exploit and stuff like that. But providing it's not July, yeah. they should yeah. still be working on patching FIFA 19 and hopefully they can fix it the way they fix yeah. that one yeah uh, yeah I, I, what do you think about Lucas this I mean I know you want to don't want to like reveal your hand almost because it is early days but like are, I'm kind of saying are you more positive this year I am um, I agree completely what you said um, it's a lot better in a certain like you've been playing a lot of games right have you scored more than five goals in any of them no no I scored more than five in eight out of ten games last year yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like that tells you everything, basically. It's easier to defend. Like, one thing that I noticed... I haven't... Consp- just to interrupt you, I haven't yeah. conceded or scored a single kickoff goal. And I've been trying... I've been scoring yeah. a lot, though. Have you really I don't think it's because off? of a kickoff glitch. It's just, like... You're I've just been better than people that people. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But, but yeah. Um, um, you just play one thing back. that I've noticed, and I've been complaining about this for so many years, is that whenever... Let's say the right winger is passing, like, he's, like, running past um, the left back, right? The left back is just jogging behind him. He's never getting back in position. And if you're holding the second man contained, he's only running even slower. But this year, like, he's actually, like, sprinting Busting to get back, to get yeah, to back, back, get back into position. It's like, and when, you're pa- and when you're getting into the box and you're trying to cross it across, across goal, everyone is just sacrificing their lives to block that cross. Yeah, yeah. So I like that, but it's... The thing is, like, we, we want scale gap in FIFA as well. Like, and pro players generally don't really like when the AI does that for you. But that's, like, because it's, but it has been stupid in the previous versions when the AI just doesn't want to get back in position or just standing there and, like, not even trying to get, like, to clear the ball or something. Right. Um, 
So it's not perfect, but it's better than it was. Yeah, so exactly. 18.5 is what it should have been. Mm-hmm. It's similar in some ways, and it should be. Um, but it's still too early to say like if it's broken or not. And I think that game develops as players develops as well. Like with the kickoff glitch, it was discovered like a month or two into the game, or like even a week. Um, but we'll see. There will definitely be something in the game. I'm sure of it. There are so many good players in the world who will discover something broken in the game. Um, that we I would haven't... hope that this year, though, with the fact that they're putting in so many counters and stuff like that to different things, there won't necessarily there'll There's always be a counter there yeah, yeah. to try and stop it, and that might open up an avenue. Say I try to kick off glitch sprint down the wing, you might be able to move your players out down the wing, which then opens a kick off glitch sprint down the middle, but then you've got to react and do you know what I mean? Rather than if you pass the ball to the wing and run down the side, you will score a goal every single time. And it was stupid watching the FIWC where it wasn't a case of who's better, it was a case of who could make who could score ninety percent of their kickoffs. It was proper stupid. Like it was like six all. And it was kickoff goal, kickoff goal, kickoff. There was like, yeah. I swear I've seen five of them in a row, or four or five of them in a row at one point. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I was. I, um, I remember telling my friends when I was playing foot champs last year. I was like, "Yes, I get a kickoff. It's like getting a penalty." <laughs> like I was being deadly serious. Like if you, you didn't you, score in foot champs until you stopped their kickoff from you yeah, scoring. Yeah. Otherwise, it didn't count because you were still level. It was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I agree completely. So hopefully there'll be a counter there to the stupid stuff that people. Yeah, um, you can use the custom taxes as well. Like if you see that somebody's using the same kickoff glitch, you could just go down to like five at the back, mm. like just temporarily. Uh, there's so many different things you can do with that as well. I haven't looked at it at all, but I've just heard people talking about it. You can set your team to defend wide but attack narrow and all different stuff like that. So if they're constantly just running down the line, but that's not your style to set your team wide, you can actually adjust individual things. So you, when you come back on defense, keep your wingers and your fullbacks wide. And then once you get the ball, they'll move inside to attack down the middle and it adjusts your style rather than just... There's, that's, there's so many different ways, or seems to be so many different ways anyway, to counter and re-counter and counter-punch and then dodge the counter-punch and punch back and all the different yeah, stuff yeah. like that, or dodge the counter-punch, throw a takedown to use like... Yeah, UFC analogies. I, I, I think like you're right in that there's so much more variety, especially in the tactical setup, which you were just saying. Like We were having this game, Jamie and I, which... Um, well, actually, the producers were talking about you know the whole thing that you can do like a, a, essentially a wide um, like attack and then a narrow defense. You can now customize that, which you couldn't do before. It was just like defensive width was the only thing you could change. Um, and you, Jamie, had a really wide attack, and I had a really narrow defense because actually last year having a narrow defense was really effective because you have very narrow um, formations generally. And like what it meant is you could just constantly ping it out to your wide player. Yeah, like it was yeah, it was, it was always there and. All I had to do was change my width, and and it didn't work. And, and like this sounds so simple, but it, it does make such a difference. And I think we're going to see a lot more kind of tactical battles. And I think pro players are going to have to be much more tactically aware than they have been over the past few years, which I've been saying for a little while. But I think this year is going to be like even more important. And I know Luke is just someone who's probably like quite tactically aware. Um, it always surprises me that pro players maybe don't take that into account when they're playing so much. Um, yeah. Um... Obviously, this year is going to be a, a lot bigger in the pro scene, and I think that, like, from a spectator's view as well, like, it will be so much easier, like, creating profiles, like, creating superstars, as other esports have been really good at doing. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can see, you can see their like their play style a lot clearer now, yeah. uh, which I think is great, and you can actually adapt, like, having a plan B or having a plan C, mm-hmm. and actually adapting to your opposition. Yeah, because it was ridiculous. Like you were essentially limited to like three tactical changes or one at half time, I guess. Yeah. Before, like yeah. across a game, which yeah, and they didn't really make a difference. Like, uh, yeah, not in like, comparison yeah. to this year, at least. Yeah, and things like you know, you can decide how many players go into the box. There's like loads of tactical customization you can do, um, and also, I mean, personally, I'm really pleased that you don't have to pause to change your team around yeah. at the start of a game because it's just you just set it on the D-pad basically, and you're you can switch your whole team. Hey guys, it's True Boy, and you're listening to the FUT Weekly Podcast. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. 
So an icon I've been enjoying so far has been definitely Balak, honestly. He's uh, really tall. Uh, he's got Holy Gang, of course, all stats over 80, very strong. He's a, a bully in midfield. He's just been winning all the battles in midfield for me. Uh, four-star, four-star as well, and honestly, like he just can't be pushed off the ball. He can shoot. Uh, I've, I've scored a couple long shots with him as well. I think he's like he's like a, like a smaller Holit, in my opinion. I think a lot of people will pick him up, and I think a lot of people uh, will be, um, hopefully he might break the meta as well and maybe make it to some pro player teams big thanks to Jubilee for sharing his love for the former Chelsea midfielder if you enjoyed the podcast so far do subscribe search for weekly in your podcast provider of choice or follow the links on our embedded player don't forget you can also get in touch at footweeklypod or email footweekly at mail.com but after that refreshing break I think it's time to get back into part two where we'll discuss the chemistry nerf effects of new skills division rivals and some underrated player picks first though I started by asking foot economist whether me going through his Maldini with my Pele you can find the clip on his Twitter meant he was concerned that although much more realistic than last year 50-50 challenges could make players feel like they weren't in control it is a bit worrying. I mean, you're right. Like, essentially, I think it's better than last year. Last year was just a binary system. Yeah, the one the tackle, you didn't win the tackle, and the player played the animation. If he was losing it, he basically squared out of the way. Yep. And the only way you could get that back is if it just happened to hit off your animation and, and bounce back in your favor. This year, as you said, it's like this sort of this, this engagement that's supposed to be determined by physics and the stats of the player and the weight of the player, the aggression of the player, the reactions of the player, etc. Um, which I think is a good thing. It needs that's that's the direction the game needs to go. But it's definitely something that's going to be need to be tuned and, and looked at. Because if they get it wrong, and it's one of those things where an icon will 100% of the time run through a, a bad player, that's going to be a problem. And it's something that the, I, the player itself who's dribbling doesn't actually do anything. There's no input on his part to actually make it so that he's more likely to win it, which could be a problem. So to play devil's advocate, mm. I would say that you know that he had Pele. Mm. And it's called a 50-50 for a reason. It's 50-50 which one of you is going to win it. And you yeah. ran up to him and dived into a tackle knowing that it's Pele and knowing that he's the best player on the game. So you've got two... But Maldini is d- probably the best tackler on the game as well. This is true, but pe- <laughs> people would... I'm sure everyone has agreed that Pele yeah, is yeah, better yeah, than Maldini. Yeah, fair enough, yeah, yeah. So if it's a 50-50... If it's a true 50-50 in terms of you guys putting the input in, it's probably a 60-40 to Pele because Pele is better. Mm. So what you should have done is stepped back and waited for a 60-40 in your favour which would then make you get the ball instead. So I don't know. I don't think people are going to get annoyed by her first, and it, maybe yeah. I'm just playing devil's advocate and I'm yeah. wrong. Well, but I think people that if that's going to be the case, it it does add another element of skill to yeah, it's, it's more about pick and when to do your tackles rather than just charging him and press B. I've got the ball. It's like oh shit, he, that's Pele. I probably should drop off and readjust my defender and maybe call some press a second man over because that's what p- teams do in real life yeah, Messi gets marked by two people Pele every single he, time yeah, yeah. And you'd have to double up against Pele and you can't just yeah. dive into tackles against them so I agree that maybe there should be a thing where there needs to be a bit of user input but then if you were on a 70-30 where you're going to win the tackle and he did a user input mm. he'd skip past you anyway because it's Pele whereas if it's a pure 50-50 most people would agree that the majority of the time Pele is better than Maldini and would Skip past them. But what's the difference between a 50-50 and a 60-40, like, in in terms of situations? When is it a 60-40 to the defender? Oh, I think you're saying because of Pele's better abilities, he creates a 60-40. Yeah, but what, like, what abilities? So if Pele's running full pelt with the ball under perfect control, and you're falling over backwards with Maldini, or just charging straight at him, or you, you know, it's like a long-reaching poke tackle or something. Exactly. Like that. Then yeah. it's going to be a pure on fifty-fifty, and Pele's going to win. But yeah. if you can shield them out towards the wing to the point where Pele's got to stop, and then you can go in for the tackle. It's like real life defending. Is it if you face up to a player and run at him and tackle him, you're it's not a very good way to play because you can flick the ball back. You're meant to be side on, ready to move when the attacker moves and shepherd them onto his weak foot and all different stuff like that. Obviously, it's FIFA. It's not quite the same. But and I, I get what you're saying. How do you? Uh, what's a 50-50 what's more like but when you're kind of playing you can tell like if I go for this tackle I'm going to win that that's in the defensive favour but if yeah, I go for course. this tackle and but like I've had situations where I'm thinking like this is an 80-20 for the defender but he still gets past me because he's an icon um, that's worrying as you were saying um, I'd like that too like what I would like is that it will be easier to like just avoid a tackle especially like with the skilled players like Neymar like he's really good in real life to just avoid him like jump to the side I'd like something like that instead of like hitting the tackle and then getting through anyways. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, there's 
kind of skill move that uh, the dummies dummy skill move of yeah, Albia does kind of achieve that. And like there are some other like skills or moves that you can do. But you're right, you can. I, I, like I think it was, was it Matt Hummels who was like, once I make a tackle, I've made a mistake, kind of thing. You know, like defenders who tackle are maybe in some way it means that someone else in the team's made a mistake or they've like been forced into a situation that they shouldn't be in because it's all about kind of intercepting and I think Guardiola has an obsession with not having tackles because they show that you're you've like let something slip basically and, and I know I can kind of understand that and, and I suppose that is um, again it's kind of there's also, there's also players in real life who are extremely good at riding out tackles like Suarez yeah, yeah, for yeah. example is a master at it like, you know, it almost looks purposeful when he goes into tackles he'll bring his legs together and sort of hop through the challenge and he'll come out with a ball, you know, more more times than he probably should. And like it's it's something with if you have the stats for it, and like in real life, it should be reflected in FIFA as well. So I think it's a positive step. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it makes the game look way more realistic. It's just like whether they've got the balance right. I think is what we're yeah, saying. it's just like, you get it just getting pissed off when it doesn't go in your favour. Yeah, yeah, because well, it's kind it, of a little bit that, random. Exactly that. It's yeah. like we know what FIFA players are like. We know what the community's like. Mm-hmm. We, it's something that's slightly out of your control, so it's going to be something people complain about. Yeah. Um, I think is the ultimate um, bottom line. But hopefully, the like positives outweigh the negatives on it. Um, it's kind of what we're hoping. Um, another thing which uh, people will find a significant change, but maybe won't notice, is that um, they've changed uh, chemistry. They've essentially nerfed chemistry in a way. Let's take an, a familiar example of a chemistry-style hunter. Previously, you'd get a plus 15 on acceleration and a plus 10 on sprint speed. You'd also get a plus 10 on finishing and some of your other shooting stats, but will um, they're less important because what's happened now is instead of that plus 15 on acceleration, you're getting plus 10 and on the sprint speed you're still getting a 10 but on uh, finishing you're getting a plus 5 instead of a plus 10 so that's dropped um, pretty much all other pace boosts have now like had a 5 taken off the acceleration boost um, and drops on finishing there's drops like in other um, boosts basically chemistry is going to be less of a factor next year um, that being said it's still going to be important. Like the boosts you get are huge. Ten is you massive. can see it now <laughs> as well. So if you put a striker yeah. at centre mid, it gets like minus thirteen in every stat, and it actually shows you yeah. the minus thirteen in the stats when you go into the player like info page and you press R three and like flick to the side. It shows you the stats and what you, it does. That's how we know it shows you what you're yeah, getting yeah. from the things. I quite like it. Yeah. I think it makes actual stats more important because you can't just slap a shadow card on. Although actually, funny enough, Shadow, which is interesting, hasn't had the same nerf. So it's like, it's still plus 15 acceleration, plus 10 uh, sprint speed. And I reckon that might be partly to kind of balance up, attempt to balance up pace. Oh, but, oh you, yeah. can't, you can't just put a Hunter card on Antonio yeah. and he's got 95 shooting and 95 pace. Yeah. He's still he's still Mikhail Antonio with yeah. a Hunter card and he's not going to be as... Because there's only so far the stats can go. So mm. once you get to someone who's 85 rated, sticking a Hunter card on, he's got 99 pace and 99 shooting. If you buy someone who's 90 rated, stick a hunter guard, he's still only got 99 pace and 99 shooting, so maybe it's yeah. going to make the stats a little bit more important. And a minor change to the chemstyle is obviously the change to the visuals. They have little icons, which looks really cool, I think. Yeah, it looks like, nice. Yeah. And you can tell what they've got on without actually... Like Overall, I see that as quite a positive change this year. I think, in some way, players' identity was slightly removed... Actually, I, I can feel myself sounding like a yes man. But it's, just because, <laughs> it's just because everything that they've changed is... Stuff that was wrong with FIFA 18, and it's actually quite yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And you can like, see can the you logic think, behind it. Can you think right of now. anything bad? Like, what have they done that's bad? I don't know. Even the stuff like we're questioning here. Oh, I'll tell you what pisses yeah, me right. off. Okay. Why have they not added... So we're going to stop being yes men now. Why have they added when you're searching for players? It's really, really good that they've got different filters. Yeah. For you can, but why on earth do you have to press start and change them there? They've taken away the low to high in the actual yeah. player drop-down. You press start, and you still can't reset just one parameter yeah. so if you're searching for a left wing in the Premier League who's Spanish and nothing comes up you can't just take away Spanish you can't just reset Spanish and yeah, you, you, you reset there. everything and it resets everything when you press start as well and you have to go and resort it low to high and re-put it on the newest players that's um, properly pissing me off yeah, but I think, there like, we go right. I think but no men that changes that, that changes is not a good one and, and actually um, it's good that the options are there but they've just done it in the most pain in the arse way yeah, you possibly could like, why didn't oh, they just include it on sure. that list do you reckon you think they'll change that I think yeah. maybe but I, I also think it's they've added something where you can sort by like newest player yeah which I is like quite that good That's for SBCs cool. right because yeah. they'll be first time up if you bought them off the market but the the annoying thing that also within that is that like you can't search for a specific rating which is something that people have been asking for for a long time so you can't search for like 77 rated yeah. players or like 78s etc which uh, still means you're going to be like tabbing through like a lot of cards if you have a yeah, what, sort of field club what pissed me off was that when I'm switching this like when I'm going to the next page like mm-hmm. the last player is the first player on the next page instead 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that, that might just be a bug because I've had it where I've been like scrolling through my icons and then random non-rares have popped up and stuff like that. Well, so yeah, and also really my sometimes my icons appear for me in my club and sometimes they don't. So I'm guessing there's yeah. a few issues. They're yeah, actually, they're aware of that uh, bug now. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think that might be a bug with them. All, Resetting all the Playstations every night, JTagging the play, not JTagging, but do you know what I mean? Whenever yeah, I say, like, yeah. oh, my, my dad's got a JTag and I'll hack your account and give you 4 million credits. Like, yeah. they, do, they do actually have developer consoles and they can just put everything on. Yeah, so yeah. I think them putting all of the icons onto our account is kind of yeah, yeah. centered a little bit haywire. We've mentioned it briefly earlier, but I think we want to cover kind of skills, dribbling, etc. Dribbling is definitely more effective, but uh, there are also quite a few useful new skills. I've mentioned it before, but Andy, you're quite keen on the like dummied LB dummy isn't it it's like a yeah skill moves feel really nice this year and especially for you being a pro player I'm sure you can do them so much more effectively than I can but everything just goes together so seamlessly it's really Mm. off-putting that it actually works (laughs) it used to be (laughs) surprising it used to be a running animation and then a step over animation and then a running it was like blocks whereas now it's running seamlessly goes into step overs into running it actually feels quite nice to do there's a couple of them that people are crying about Yeah, I kind of get it they are good but I feel like they're also again with the counter finger you can stop it the L so if you hold L1 and do a fake shot it does some ridiculously long pull your leg back pretend you're going to run one way and scoop the ball and run off the other it's only with a 4 star or 5 star skiller but it if is you, if you fall animation. for it you get absolutely <laughs> ruined it's really good but it's kind of hard to fall for like yeah, the animation's well, so I, big I, I fall for it all the time just so like, like yeah, yeah. Ja- I, I like did Jamie with it like every single game at least like four or five times so. <laughs> it is a long animation it's a big tell yeah. I just like I, I feel like what, people are going to get ruined by it in the first couple of weeks but once you get used yeah. to it it's no more of a speed boost than the heel to heel chop I yeah, yeah and actually talking about it like, a quick note is like if, you, if you're going to play the demo right get that skill move down while playing the demo and also set it to like amateur or like semi set it on the lowest difficulty and just run through on goal and keep time finishing um, because that will give you such an advantage going into like yeah access or yeah. the actual game I think those two things will help a lot um, but I yeah think my one has always been scope turn um, yeah. and it's back this year it was useless in FIFA 18 um, and it's really good when you're when you have a defender in your back and you just scope around them um, and you got a shot on goal. I scored like 50% of my FIFA 17 goals like that. But what I think about skill moves this year, like, it's not like that it's impossible to defend them because the way I'm defending them, I go like, let's say you have your back against me or like I'm trying to get close to you. When I, whenever I see that they're going to like execute a skill move, I, like, I back off for like half a second and then when they've done it, I just tackle them right away and I win the ball every time. That's what most people do, right? But this year it's like, so much easier having a variety of combinations between different skill moves, right? So if you're doing a ball roll, you can do like a elastico right after it, or like a rainbow flick or whatever. And the new flick as well, I love that one when you're pressing the right stick. Um, so that to just explain it, it means what you do is basically push in the stick and then your player will just flick it up. And it's, it's like really effective for going over like someone sliding. If you have one of those annoying players who just constantly slides and it's really irritating, that is like perfect because you just pop it over the player like every time. And it's good for flicks as well. Like if you're trying yeah, to yeah. get... But, mm, Montage goals. Yeah, yes. that, that too. Like, my friend has been scoring some crazy happy. bicycle goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's having his back against me and he's standing still and he flicks it up. And, like, and then he pulls his right stick towards like up or whatever. And then he just does a bicycle kick because the accuracy of the volleys are just way better than normal shots. Mm, so yeah. he hits the top corner like every time. Need to tune no, I think they'll tune that because a few yeah. people have fed back about that because mm. I scored a mad bicycle, everyone scored a mad bicycle. It's like yeah. quite weird how. I like how you can make them go for bicycle kicks now. So when you hold the left trigger, yeah. it actually does go for the fancy shot. So you can choose which one you want. Whereas you used to hold left trigger and pray that once in a hundred times <laughs> yeah. you'd actually get a bicycle kick. Yeah, yeah. You do need to make them less effective, they are a bit stupid. But yeah, it's yeah. fun that you can actually make your players go. Yeah, it's it. one of those things like in the capture event, it's like perfect. Everyone wants, wants yeah, that. But like when you're when actually the playing foot champs, yeah, if yeah. someone's crossing in and scoring three bicycle kicks again, yeah, you're gonna yeah, yeah. you're gonna exactly. get pissed off. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. And then I think maybe the last thing to talk about is like foot overall more generally. We've got rivals. We haven't had a chance to play it, play it yet, obviously. But um, Andy is like a content creator. Um, is that something you're going to be like looking to do stuff around? There's no tournaments. Is that something that's kind of disappointing to you? Foot champs pisses me off. Mm. 
that's something to be a no man about. Why have they still got forty games in a weekend? It's so stupid. Just make an Elo system like every very sport. Mm, but, but rivals is an Elo system, isn't it? Foot rivals is, but the main one is still foot champs. Mm, but I think my understanding is that in foot champs you'll get points to add to your rivals total. So essentially, you, you won't can just be... play some of foot champs. Yeah, and you'll still get points for your. <sighs> it's still the whole thing should just be one Elo system all week, and if you play. 20 games that week you qualify for rewards in whatever tier you end up on on the Sunday night and then the next mm. week you can play 20 more and try and get to the next tier if you want or maybe you'll get demoted because you're shite at FIFA but I agree it just with that. really really irritates me that you have to play 40 games mm. every weekend to be just doing not, everything and you can't go away for the weekend as a healthy. pro player you can't travel anywhere for yeah, a year it's just uh, even uh, as a YouTuber who I can do whatever I want throughout the week and just schedule stuff around because I don't have a 9 till 5 I need to work then I can work when fits and I can make time to play for champs if I want to mm-hmm. it just still takes the piss man like 30, if you do it Friday Saturday Sunday it's 14 games of FIFA a day basically yep. especially when you add in the fact that some knobheads rage quit as soon as you start the game and it doesn't actually count or mm-hmm. Or you get a penalty and they'll quit, or the ball will be rolling yeah, yeah, yeah. to the goalie and they turn the and PlayStation off. And that's become so much worse, worse cause on the Xbox because of the button. Just press the. So hopefully that's not. You just press the Xbox button before the goalie to the back of the net, yeah, that is an and they don't get a win. And you still get a loss, but they're just a bell end, and they just want to piss you off. And it makes you play, and especially if it's like the seventieth minute, <laughs> you've just scored, and some knobhead presses the Xbox button. You're like, for fuck's sake, I've got yeah. to play a whole other game. So it just takes so long. It's so unhealthy. That is my main gripe with FIFA: is foot chance is absolutely stupid, and they just need to get rid of it. But I mean, as a pro, you kind of surely realise that they need something. Of course, of course, something needs to change. Um, I like the thing that you're saying about the ELO system. The ELO is the skill rating, basically. So you start off with, like, let's say, for an example, a thousand points or whatever, and as you win a game, you gain points. If you lose, you lose points. Um, I'd like the weekend league to be just rewards. Like, it has nothing to do with the rivals, and you qualify through rivals, basically. So, like, the top 64 in the world, basically, qualify for the events. Maybe, and you won't get any points from weekend league, but you'll get coins and rewards from it if you want to play it. Right. So that's what I would feed into the competitive. Does it? No, you're saying rivals would be the competitive. Yeah. I'm thinking. So once you reach the top of rivals, then you're because like weekend league is stupid. It all depends on your matchmaking, and pros are always trying to avoid each other. Now they can, obviously, but like it's always been about. Winning forty games against Silver like players, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, that's what it's all about. And like, if you're unlucky one week, you're playing as the best player in the world, and you still get thirty nine, but you still you've still been doing a better weekend league. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I would like the rivals, and you're always playing against players of the same skill rating. Yeah, because it works in every other game, like League of Legends. You, one of the things that people will say is, "Oh, there's not enough professional FIFA players to play." But more people play FIFA than play League of Legends, and you can watch. I'm a cutie pie or Tyler one or I mean I mean Tyler's in like Diamond or something like that now but we won't go into that like the top players like there's always people for them to play against like it's not going to be an issue where oh I'm the best player in the world and I'll never find a game yeah. when you just yeah, you, yeah, yeah. there's so many pro FIFA players and there's so many up and coming players and you can play someone who's semi pro and it's better than playing a 13 year old kid 40 times a week and being like oh I got 40 out of 40 how good like I could beat that for that 13 year old kid 40 times in a row the issue is that they can also beat me and then when they come up against me that's where I'll not get the wins and dropouts and I'll get like 29 or 30 because I can be three quarters of the population whereas they can beat most of them and so long as they dodge the ones where it's close to their level you're going to get 40 out of 40 you're going to go 39 but I just hate the whole system it's ridiculous it's stupid 40 games are stupid not having ELO is stupid I don't know why it's still in the game. Maybe they just maybe division rivals is a test for next year to revamp the whole thing and be like, okay, you guys quite like division yeah, rivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw for champs. The whole thing is now Elo. Maybe you, that's what the game. You don't do. like it either. No, as no, like no, just no. as a reward system, yeah. you wouldn't like it in a game. Nah, no. I don't think. You, I think the whole thing should just be. It makes the game so much more playable as well because half of the problem with skill gap and having a skill gap is that when you get matched up against the silver player. The playing experience is shite. Like a silver yeah. player doesn't want to play against you, and you don't want to play them. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. and you're it's boring for you, just battering people. Like so, they've then got to compress the skill level, so it's kind of fun for both players. Whereas if you're always playing against someone on a similar skill to you, you can make the game as hard or as easy as you possibly want because they're playing against someone who's just as good as them. Yeah. So even if and they're not going to feel like they're getting battered. Exactly, because yeah. they're playing against the, someone either equally as good as them or equally as tragic at the game as them. Like you could play, put two six-year-olds against each other. And it wouldn't matter because how big the skill gap is yeah. because they can only abuse a six-year-old level of stuff mm. and you can only abuse a pro player's level of stuff. And it just makes... I, I can't understand why they haven't done it. It must yeah. be that Division Rivals is a tester for FIFA 
20, 2020, yeah, whatever they're going to call it. They do think kind of longer term, as we yeah. kind of know, like they're, you know, they're already probably they're working probably on 2020. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I, I, that could well be their thought. Um, I think, would you like to see that? As, yeah. as a, right? I, I agree 100%. I just want the weekend league still because I want the rewards from it. Maybe the rewards okay. could be from the rivals as well. But just what add I, the weekend league rewards like, into rivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. That, that like as well, that's player. fine. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind not playing 40 games. Trust me. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> yeah. fine. As long as you can still get a 100k pack for finishing Definitely. top 100. Yeah, exactly. As long as you play as long as your elodes in top 100 and, and play 20 games that week then you'll just get given 100k back yeah and I love to play other pro players that's how you improve right that's how you yeah, get you practice yeah you don't get better by smashing me a no I don't all well, the time, yeah. definitely I don't that's the problem like so you have to get like friendlies to just improve in the game yeah yeah and even uh, I felt Division 1 had quite a large player pool <laughs> yeah it does like mm. I think I've lost like two games in the past three years in Division 1 like, <laughs> that's insane what yeah. would you think about having it also based on your team as well that is an interesting point, but I think that I think that wouldn't be a business a business aspect for EA. That's yeah, never that's what I was thinking. Like, then you just build a sweaty team for twenty quid and yeah, play and other people's play sweaty teams, teams and get yeah, yeah. top one hundred. Yeah. We're supposed to get the uh, I think they're called pitch notes or whatever they're called yeah, yeah. about how the actual matchmaking works within the next week or so. Okay, uh, so you so, probably yeah. have heard it already. I think like I want to talk about that again because we mentioned it in previous podcasts and, and we'll probably mention it a lot in future ones. But they are going to bring out these pitch notes, which they are passionate about delivering. You know, Corey and uh, Zaro are really keen to get this underway. And I know even, you know, the, the producers and stuff were saying that they're super keen to get them out because... Actual communication. To, yeah, exactly. Actual communication. Who's have guessed? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, there'll be some <laughs> scenes when they actually... Tell someone not in FIFA 16 uh, and they're yeah, Go back mind. in time, yeah. <laughs> so we, we obviously will be talking about those on the podcast when they come out. And I'm sure there'll be plenty more information than we've been able to even gather from this, which has been quite a lot we found out here. Um, so we'll look forward to, to doing that. And I think just to finish off, I would like just a bit of fun, like one player that you guys have been using, which has surprised, Adama. surprised you. <laughs> I always talk to you about this, but you can definitely say it again. Adama. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> also, Anaki Williams is really good as well. Yeah, and he's a striker, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And yeah. Dembele, I've just robbed yours as well. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I've just been trying out the icons, basically. So, um, but one of, is the best one, is that? No, yeah. I'd like no. Eusebio. Ooh, I love him. That seems that's I, I'm not, I didn't like Cruyff that much. I think yeah. Eusebio is way better. Um, but like, I'm not as, like, as skill, like, skilled enough. At the game yet yeah, to okay. like make a judgment really, but Makalele too, like he's really good on the ball. Like he's very agile okay. with it. I've barely used any of them, so I've been trying out like sweaty players that I can grab yeah. on my road to glory when I first yeah. start. So like Adama from Wolves, ninety six pace and eighty three strength. He hasn't got the best of finishing, That's crazy. but when you're playing against other starter teams, he's just going to bully yeah. them and you're going to get enough chances Less to chances, score anyway. Yeah, yeah. And Naki Williams is the same. I think he's got four star skills going ninety yeah. on pace. He's really good. And Usman Dembele. Do you know what? This isn't a player to watch, but in that team, I had Anaki Williams, Dembele, and Coutinho. Coutinho's actually usable, even though he's only got 81 pace. It's really weird. Is it, is it FIFA? Are we playing FIFA? You can use a, a window with 80 We say pace. that every year. Like, pace is not as important anymore. Like, and then it winds up being the only thing it anyways. Be, but with the changes in chem styles, I'm actually like, at least what's the percentage like a third less pace will be effective yeah, do you know true. what I mean like so probably I'm, yeah. I'm crossing my fingers that it will be like slightly less important but it will still be key and the thing is when everyone slaps Hunter and Shadow on their players even with the like downgrade that they've had um, you kind of devalue other stats in favour of pace so of course pace becomes more important which is a bit of a, a minor. yeah it, if that is a less effective thing to do playing Hunter and Shadow then we will see like a less pacey um, FIFA 19 which, which is kind of promising the player that I wanted to mentioned quickly is actually uh, Baggio uh, his prime card it, the stats I was looking at and I was like mm, he's not going to do much but actually when I was using him you looked at them stats and thought he's not going to do much he's got 92 no, no, no. dribbling and 92 passing it's not his card stats Andy. come on <laughs> it's the in games he's actually not as good as he looks on there he's like very weak his stamina's not great but okay. I think just the new way that you can dribble and stuff he feels really nice like I've, I like I, him too yeah yeah and he's five star skills he feels, his, his skills come off really well and um, he, he feels like like the kind of small player that you wanted to work in FIFA 17, uh, 18, but you couldn't quite make happen. So really liked him. 
um, and the other player that you want to watch out for in starter teams, the Chinese league is back. Uh, back, it's never been in the game. Is here and it's really good. Like there's some great players. Hulk felt felt great. Jamie suffered from a few Hulk shots, um, and uh, you've also got um, Alex Texera, who people may remember from Shakhtar. I don't know. He he, played, he was like a midfielder who got a crazy team of the season like a little while ago. Um, but he's gone to Chinese league. He's a 79 rated striker and has like 70 something strength, 90 something pace. Decent finishing, four star, four star. People will look at the Chinese league and go, "Oh, Pato as a striker," but he's like way better. Like almost all his stats are better. If I could add one hipster pick, it would yeah. be uh, Taliska from the uh, Chinese league as well. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was really effective when you were using him against. Yeah, yeah and he's four star, four star, six foot three, strong, ridiculous shooting stats. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He, and just having him in behind Texera was a really good combo actually. And I think I'll probably look at doing that just to start Fever off. My hipster pick would actually be from the Prem, which isn't really very hipster. <laughs> but a lot of people will brush over him. There's a guy called Lerma, and I think he. he go on for Ted yeah. and Google him for me. I, I go on for Ted and Google him, that makes no sense. Um, that rings a bell. He plays for Bournemouth, I think. He's a non rare CDM. He's like 75 rated. Yeah, Jefferson Lerma, there we go. He's really good. He's Colombian. Yeah, he's yeah. non rare. He's got like 75 pace. He's got 90 stamina, and he's six foot. One or two and wins every single header. I really, really liked him. I mean, you, once you get like Kante or someone like that, you're going to go for them instead. But he was actually pretty good. I think I used him like last year. Who, uh, who is it that he plays for there? Um, he used to play for Levante. Who's he play for this year? Is it Bournemouth? Oh, yeah, 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 Bournemouth? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. What's for dinner? I'm starving. Yeah, yeah, we better go. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, Andy. It's it was been, good. Uh, I've always wanted to be on a podcast. This oh, is my wow. first time. Oh. Wow, that's great. Life goal yeah. ticked off. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully you'll come on again and you'll. You know, it's not all about ticking it off. <laughs> Keep yeah. adding ticks. Yeah. And stars on my shirt every time. Do come back. It's been great having you. And uh, Lucas as well. Great to have you as well. Thank you. Well, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Really good to get your insight. And uh, look, best of luck for this year. Hopefully you'll stick at it this time. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> and uh, Jamie, as always, thanks for joining. It's been good as always. And that is the end of this week's Foot Weekly podcast. Uh, it's been a big one, and there are plenty more big FIFA 19 podcasts to come. So do keep an ear out for those. Um, you can do that via various different podcast platforms. Um, just search Foot Weekly. If you're playing on our embedded player or you're on Foothead, there'll be links provided to the various different podcast platforms. Also get in touch at Foot Weekly Pod or email footweekly at mail.com. We always want to hear your insights and get your questions for future podcasts. Until next time, listeners, have a good one. Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.